0: It's helpful to be a knucklehead when you're starting a business, because if you knew what you were getting into, you probably wouldn't do it. So I don't care what you're doing. One day it's going to get old unless you're fulfilling the purpose that you're setting out for yourself. Once you have that purpose, everything else falls into place.
1: Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. What's happening, y'all? It's been a little bit. Welcome to 2021. You got with you today, Stephen, the Knucklehead. Welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. And I love how these things happen. Conversations, they start as just simple conversations. and They end up developing into relationships. And that's one of the things that I love about, not necessarily just this show, of uh, folks who decided to make an investment in themselves, serving their country, deciding to go out and be in business for themselves. I am fortunate enough to be joined today by Chad Butters. Chad is the the CEO and the founder of Eight Oaks Farm Distillery out in the great state of Pennsylvania. It the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, right? Is that right? Or is oh, that, yeah.
0: The Keystone okay. State. Yeah.
1: <laughs> there we go. Keystone State. So Chad, I appreciate you being willing to take some time and talk with us today. How in the hell are you?
0: Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. I'm doing fantastic, my friend. It's... Uh, I don't know. It's maybe 35, 36 degrees out and sunny. Uh, so I'm, I'm good. You know, we're, we're getting deep into January and there's no snow on the ground here. So I'm a happy guy.
1: Yeah, I can imagine. So I can imagine. So, and I, and I love hearing that. I love hearing uh, folks uh, that, that run businesses uh, that have taken the time to actually bet on themselves, maybe go out and, and start something, uh, something new or something special. They don't focus on the negative. However, they focus on maybe the outcome of the negative, right? So 2020 gave us plenty of opportunities to deal with adversity. And now that 2021 has started, it's looking an awful lot like it was 2020. However, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be all bad. We're taught to deal with adversity in the military. We're taught to deal with adversity day in and day out as a business owner. If you're a family man here in in today's culture, you're having to deal with plenty of adversity there. So, and to be honest with you, to set the context with our listeners, I live in Texas. Chad lives in Pennsylvania we have not met before today and what's incredible about this types of these types of conversations a lot of what i'm saying if you're watching on video there's a lot of similarities between you know his experiences and my experiences as it relates to uh, what's been screwed up along the way not not necessarily that my uh, mistakes consistent with his it's just that the common denominator in business ownership is there's adversity that you have to deal with so chad my question is uh, you know as we're sitting here chatting a little bit prior to you starting this distillery what was it that you did? Were you prior military? And then did you do something like before that? Help me catch me up to speed as to what your work background was prior to yeah. you becoming the CEO and founder here.
0: Yeah, well, well, first, Stephen, thanks for inviting me on. I appreciate the time. And it's always good to talk to fellow Texans. I always miss the accents and miss the conversation. So I'm I'm happy to have it. Uh, yeah, I, I was a military guy for 25 years. I retired in uh, 2015. And we broke ground on 8 Oaks July 12th of 2015. uh, And I retired officially from the military on July 13th, 2015. So it was very much a quick overlap, right? From the military life to to what we're doing now. So if you'd like, I'll tell you kind of a real brief synopsis of how we got there
1: what was it what was it about the military that that drew you in you come from a, a family full of patriots or like what, what was it about the military that drew you in
0: you know what drew me in when when you're young when you're 18 years old you, you just want to do something cool and I did not want to go to college at the time uh, I wanted to fly and and uh, be a pilot I couldn't afford to go to flight school on my own and uh, so one of the recruiters said hey you can come in you can be a, an aircraft mechanic and then you know maybe go to flight school after you're in. I fell for that. And, uh, and I was glad I did. Cause five years later, I, I went to flight school and ended up, you know, flying as a, as an army aviator from uh, maybe 25 years old at that point until, until just retiring. And so it was just a, you know, fortunate set of circumstances. And I'm a big proponent of, of military service. I think having that service to your country is something I think that helps you get some perspective.
1: Yeah. Two things I heard was being a pilot and being a military pilot gave you the opportunity to, uh, to get trained. So you learned a, a pretty valuable skill. You also were able to kind of have some close association with folks who probably didn't think all that differently than you. They believed in themselves enough to where they took a risk on themselves. Uh, to be able to fly a plane, I mean those things aren't cheap. So you have to get trained pretty specifically to be able to do that. So we we've had uh, uh like Dave Burke in some former episodes, uh, he runs around with like the the Jocko Willink and Leif Baben from Echelon Front. So we've had Dave Burke on before, military M- Marine Corps pilot, mm-hmm. um, you know former instructor over at, at Top Gun. So you're talking about some some pretty, in my opinion, I think some very very dynamic and resilient. Uh, leaders who have the ability to fly. Uh, I I think aviators, I I got a different respect for those folks, but it can be scary. Do you think that that was good training ground for you to to actually jump into entrepreneurship? Or do you feel like just the way that you were trained, you were destined to do something challenging, given the fact that you flew military aircrafts uh, for Mm -hmm. such a long time?
0: So a lot of the training does absolutely transfer directly, like every day, right? You tap into some training that you learned while you were on active duty service. Uh, You know, a lot of the technical aspects of it don't necessarily transfer, although I'm an airline pilot on the side of this whole gig. And so some of those technical aspects uh, do transfer completely. But you know, the leadership aspect, you hit on resiliency. Um, I think you learn to be growth-minded when you're in the military. You, you understand that things are not going to work out exactly the way you think they're going to work out. Um, you know, there's an old Army saying of, you know, that your battle plans only survive the first contact with the enemy. And I think as long as you have that as a mindset, as a framework, um, then you know no matter what plans you set for yourself, your family, your business, whatever, um, the bottom line is you need direction. You need to go in a direction. You need to have some sort of vision for a destination. And then you just need to know that things are going to pop up uh, that are completely unexpected. And and you have to be able to be uh, ready to adapt to that. Right. So uh, that's that's, what's, that's what seems to have, uh, have worked out so far anyway.
1: Yeah, that's that well, I, I was going to ask that. So in the military, you have kind of like your 24 hours a day, 365, except when you're on liberty. But even still, you're 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 on liberty. You're still 360. But you're checking with you're checking in with folks all the time. How was that process like going from active duty pilot to uh, becoming a civilian? And then what was it about distilling or uh, the opportunity for entrepreneurship that that made you want to scratch that itch?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. I appreciate you asking it and giving me the opportunity to talk about it. So, what made me want to uh, you know explore the civilian sector was just timing so what we ended up my wife uh, who has been with me from day one uh, as an e1 all the way through an entire military career which uh, you know god bless any of the of the families out there that support these service members because man they they sacrifice day in and day out and they don't they don't get the you know they don't get the parades or any of the you know the the discounts or the the friendly people passing by saying thanks for your service so shout out to those folks real quick but Um, what made us kind of change gears was, uh, my wife was diagnosed with colon cancer in 2012 and, and that was, we were still relatively young at that point. And it was just a a real blow to, you know, to kind of what we, where we thought we were in our life. All of a sudden it was now a a fight for survival, you know, not just because it wasn't, it was a later stage diagnosis. Uh, so there was definitely some, you know, some trouble ahead. And so as she went through her treatments of chemo and radiation and, and surgeries, uh, we had a lot of time to spend together to just kind of process. And so one of the things we did is we sat down with a piece of paper one day and we made a list and we said, hey, let's let's look at you know, everything that it would take to make us exceptionally happy in this world. You know, what are those things? And so we, we made a list and it was about five items long. It turned out maybe five items long. We thought it would be 500, you know, with Harley Davidson and a jet boat and all kinds of other stuff. But, but it ended up being, we wanted to certainly spend more time with friends and family. We wanted to start a family business of some sort so that our kids or that our adult children could participate in that. We wanted to do something with agriculture. We wanted to uh, be home every night and we wanted to have fun. And, and that was it. So you know, we had plenty of time to rack our brains to come up with more things, but that was it. That was the five things. So those ask five, question? Things, yeah, of course, jump in.
1: I, I, so I I feel, first of all, I think that that's fascinating. The the concept, and I, I don't mean to say this sarcastically to, to folks that are listening. I mean, it seems really, really simple to be able to just sit down and, and look across the uh, the table, so to speak, to your partner look at them in the eyes and have an authentic conversation without the interference of a phone or out the interference of a technology and being able to get authentic with each other. But you said something that really stuck out to me and I have to ask you about it because I think that this happens a lot, a lot to military folks. Uh, and I don't even know if this is true of military folks, maybe type a folks. First of all, it, it's heart wrenching to hear about a, a diagnosis like that, but you said it something happened that was different than what you had originally planned can you describe for just a second to to our listeners about, about what that's like to be steady for, or, or were you steady as a leader or even, even as just a husband, knowing that you just, you just want to go in to solve problems like that. How did you deal with that? The helplessness, uh, I guess, of that feeling or, 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 how, or what was your reaction to that? Cause you, you yeah. touched on it. I had to ask.
0: Yeah, no, no, I appreciate that. It's, it's just like anything else that you come up against that's a challenge, you know, You whether that's training that you've been through that's very challenging or whatever, one of the things that the military does train you, and we kind of hit on it just a little bit before, is this, this uncertainty and this resiliency. So, you know, in my estimation, you kind of have the plan that you have, and you walk down that path, and you check your compass every once in a while and make sure you're on the right path, and you keep walking. Uh, and then, in the, inevitably, you know, a tree branch is going to slap you in the face occasionally. So you got to you got to work around it a little bit. So you you do kind of develop this mentality, and to me, uh, to be kind of silly about it, but it's truly what I do mentally. It, you know, you see that tornado coming, and you just hunker down and you like close your eyes and keep keep putting one foot in front of the other type type of thing until the tornado's gone. And and you have to just trust that you're going to get on the backside of that tornado, right? Um, so as you're going through it, you you have that trust that you will get through it, which is what gives you the strength to do that. I think. Um, did she, did she, that's, that's as simple as I can describe it. I think.
1: When you, yeah, well, I mean, it's a great way of describing it because it's it's what we all try to. I mean, the business plans, the you know, the transition process away from the military. There's there's so many examples that we can come up with that try to circumvent dealing with the uncomfortable or, or dealing with the the screw ups, which is, which is what this whole show is predicated on is it's screw ups and mistakes. You're going to get punched in the mouth and have a little bit of a bloody nose, regardless of what you go through in life, especially if it's worth doing. So how do you deal with it whenever that adversity presents itself? So uh, that's incredible that you would share that story with us. I appreciate you you doing that. Is everything okay now? Yeah. I,
0: I always forget to let people off the hook here. She's doing well, but talk about adversity and talk about, you know, strength and, and grit. Grit's my favorite word. And, uh, my wife has that in spades. She still to this day is going through treatment. Now we're almost nine years into this, uh, and she's still going through treatment, um, every other Tuesday. Uh, so, so, you know, it's just amazing the example that she sets, uh, you know, for our kids and and for our family. So, yeah, it's good. I'm proud to be
1: part of it. I, I completely understand that. and inspires. Uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, that's a uh, that's a testament to. Uh, first of all, uh, resilience and grit. I think that it's a very undervalued uh, skill when a lot of folks are going through adversity. They. You know, a lot of times we just talked about, we talked about at the beginning of the show about focusing on the negative or, or realizing that there's going to be negative and just, and just keeping your eye on the prize and, and pressing through it. So, you know, with all that said, there's got to be a story behind eight Oaks. Like what, <laughs> what was that whole process like, yeah. and, you know, now that decided well,
0: you, to know, we, we referred to our, to our list. Right. And we said, well, we want to do something agriculturally related and we want to start a family business. So, it kind of filters out your opportunities a little bit right there and makes something that's overwhelming a little bit more clear um, because there's, you know, how many agricultural type businesses are there, right? So, that's exactly what we set out to do is figure out what are these opportunities that are out there that would be something that check all those five boxes that we talked about.
1: For those of you who are watching, uh, is that logo on your sweatshirt? Does that have anything to do with Eight oh, Oaks there?
0: It sure does. Yeah, that's definitely yeah, not. So that checking the blocks on those on that list though was what it was all about. So as we surveyed the opportunities, you know, to make a long story short, you look into all kinds of different things: pumpkin patches, grow your own berry farms, whatever. Um, and then you you quickly transition into you know farmers market type things, vegetable gardens, and and community support agriculture, that kind of stuff. And then you um, you look at wineries, breweries, and then it just dawned on us that at that point in two thousand. 2014, 2013, when we were first looking at this, uh, it, it all of a sudden turned from this, instead of growing grapes and making wine, why don't we grow grains and make whiskey, but the same business model? You know, it's a destination experience. It's something that is is from the ground up, you know, grown with love from, from the seed all the way to the bottle. And so that's kind of how we fell into distilling. And then we took, I was still active duty uh, army at the time. We ended up taking, you know, some time to go out to Michigan State University had a a kind of a a workshop on this kind of stuff. Uh, Cornell University had one as well. And then we did an internship with a distillery out west in Washington State called Dry Fly Distilling. Um, And and from that point on, we were hooked. So it really wasn't about distilling. There was no passion for distilling. There was a passion for that list. And distilling checked the blocks on on, on all the items of the list
1: well I'll t- I tell you what right now what I'm hearing uh, in a lot of what your story is it, it's something that we talk about a lot at knucklehead so if I mischaracterize this it's okay. go ahead and shut me up. Oh. just be like all right marine you 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 keep your opinion to yourself so at knucklehead uh the the thought process going into business in a lot of cases is folks like to try to uh, you know isolate a market opportunity and they want to exploit it and they want to extract as much you know, revenue from that opportunity either to their pocket or to, you know, their pool of investors, whatever the case may be. And what I'm hearing and what you're saying, if I was a veteran or if I was an active duty guy listening to you talk, they would say, yep, I want to do that. I want to be able to just distill whiskey, drink whiskey, test it and kind of live off the land. And that assessment would actually be completely missing the mark. What I heard you say was, you started with the list, looking into the eyes of somebody who you cared about probably more than anything else, especially uh, whenever you got that that terrible news. And the manifestation of that conversation is years in the making. And that's what it is and why you're doing, it. as opposed to saying, it looks attractive from the outside. So you're willing to pay whatever price it, it is to, to get to where you're at today. I just think too many businesses try to start by you know exploiting an opportunity as opposed to simply doing something that they absolutely love to do. And you hear about it, but you just don't see a lot of, of examples of it. So I admire that about your story thus far.
0: No, I, I, you hit it right on the head. I certainly, you know, appreciate you being able to do that. It took me a long time to figure that out. So you figured it out in about 15 minutes. So that, that's awesome. But I, you know, I think that that extreme adversity of this life changing news, the thing that adversity I think does is it clarifies things. All of a sudden everything else just drops away and what is important is what's clear. And what, what is clear is what's important. So, it it provides this, this opportunity to really hone in on what you truly think is, you know, your purpose in life. And I think that's what makes it easy to go into work every day is, you know, sure we're making whiskey and that's fun, but I don't care what you're doing. Um, you know, I remember being, you know, 15 years old and thinking that driving a car was awesome and now it's just a chore, right? So I don't care what you're doing. One day it's going to get old, unless you're fulfilling the purpose that you're setting out for yourself.
1: That's awesome. That's a very well said. I, I really like the way that you you spelled that out. But one question we always ask folks every single episode, and we get listeners asking us all the time, is what you screw up along the way. And I, I kind of characterized some of what folks would screw up if they wanted to, you know, if they wanted to be where you're at. Uh, they try to they try to do that as opposed to writing down the list of what it is that they actually wanted to do and just go do that. Uh, but what what's something that you you know what what's something that worked out differently than what you originally planned? you know, in this process? Was it a, was it the discovery of the university to partner with? Or was it, you know, thinking that maybe some of your consumers would be interested in a, in a game that nobody played? Like, is yeah. there, is there something about the development of the community that, you know, that you screwed up along the way that went differently than what you thought?
0: I, I think maybe, well, certainly there's some, I can give you some tactical kind of screw ups that I'll be happy to share with you. Cause Uh, knucklehead is the perfect name of of a podcast for me to be on because I have definitely been that many, many times. So I can give you some of those tactical things. I think, you know, starting out is helpful to be a knucklehead when you're starting a business, because if you knew what you were getting into, you probably wouldn't do it because you have to be so immersed in it, right? And you hear this from other business owners, I'm sure. But first thing I would just say is I screwed up the level of effort that's required to start a business. You know, I thought, okay, I'll knock out a business plan and then we'll step through this and, you know, one foot after the other, and all of a sudden we'll be up and running. I had no idea the amount of effort that's taken to do that. So, so having a good team is absolutely required. This is not an entrepreneur. I used to always think is a one man show or one woman show. It takes a village. That's a true statement. (laughs) I took a Thanksgiving, the very first Thanksgiving of uh, that we were open and just wrote down a list of all the people that helped get us open. And, you know, every bank, every, you know, regulator, every construction worker, plumber, you know, it's just amazing the amount of people that have to be involved and see the vision and and participate. So, you know, you're humbled by that right away. But I think, you know, mistakes probably with the marketing and branding piece of this right out of the gate, I threw a lot of money at something before we had a a well-established brand it takes a little while to just get your feet under you and even realize what you're there for and what you're doing and what you want to be. And so I think I wish I would have spent more time on purpose, vision, mission and values right out of the gate and building those up and then invest the marketing a little bit later, you know, in the game, we put in a lot of money, right out of the gate on website design and all this stuff only to find out that it was the wrong fit for us. Right. So it, it takes a little bit of time to get comfortable in your skin before you probably ought to throw down significant investments in into those things.
1: Well, I appreciate that call out. That's a, that's a, that's a good, Actually, those are great just tactical lessons to learn to go back to the basics of if you're going to start a business, yes, you can have your business plan, but don't underestimate the the level of effort, uh, overestimate the amount of time that you're going to need in order to get that ramp and the traction. And uh, and then just kind of what you called out there, it, you you did make that investment in website and, and kind of uh, folks finding out who you were and where you were. So tell folks that are listening that, that uh, you know, a lot of our uh, listeners happen to be uh, military entrepreneurs or, or folks that are in, in the corporate world who, you know, prior prior military who work within a corporation. So tell folks, I mean, what's the best way for them to, to come and find you? I know we're kind of running up against it in terms of time here, but so sure. tell folks, uh, you know, how, the, how can they find you? What's the best way for them to support you? You know, and how to leave a review and how to purchase your product from you?
0: Sure. I, I appreciate that. Yeah. The, certainly the best way is just 8oaksdistillery.com. Uh, that's all spelled out, E-I-G-H-T. Uh, Oaks com, And you can, you can actually purchase, we can only ship within the state of Pennsylvania. So our, you know, our, our alcohol, we can only ship within our, our state right now. So more to follow on that kind of our goal right now is to just be Pennsylvania's distillery of choice for craft spirits. So that's what our focus is. It's just our home state. But you know, what I would, what I would encourage is reach out to us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or, or our website. You can certainly shoot me an email through our website. It'll come to me. And if there's any way that I can be of any assistance to anybody, I can let you know many more mistakes that that we've made uh, that might be you know tailored to you. So I'm always happy to help out a, a fellow veteran for sure.
1: Oh, I appreciate that. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of folks who listen to us who've listened to this show uh, over the years that uh, that have reached out to us and said, "Listen, when I listen to your show, it's not necessarily uh, about the content. Content's great, but it's also about the timing." right? And somebody who's listening to this is going to be listening to to Chad talk about the beginning stages of 2013, 2014, and now we're here 2021. And, uh, and you're, you're, there's still some fine tuning. There's still things that you're working through as a business. Uh, listen, don't give up. If you're listening, don't get to that point where you feel as if the inertia is going to be overwhelming to your idea or your momentum. And if it is, then go talk to somebody that he just talked about, you know, reaching out and attacking somebody. So it's not it's not something that you can do all on your own. Uh, there's a, a community. There's a bunch of us who've been, been there, done that. Reach out and touch base with them. And I love how you talk about mission, vision, strategy, purpose, all of those things that are core to this, you know, that are central to the business. They change from business to business, but the reality is, it just, I lo- I love that it's consistent with everything that we've talked to other business owners about about how that's always the paramount thing that you that you start with as opposed to something that you eventually get to. It just takes you some time to get there. Sometimes, yeah, it, <laughs> at least at least that's how it is for this knucklehead.
0: Yeah, it does. If you if you lead with purpose, that's uh, there's another mistake. Is you know it took us a while. I think you grow into it a little bit. But you know our purpose is at the heart of everything we do. We want to make our community a better place, and so that that is our compass that's when, when we take a breath and stop walking for a minute and, and look down at the compass, that's what we're filtering all our decisions through is does it make our community a better place? So that's our guiding uh, principle there and our North Star. So once you have that purpose, everything else falls into place.
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, a man who's full of grit, who surrounds himself with people who are full of grit. Uh, Chad, I appreciate uh, you taking some time. It's, it's been a pleasure to, uh, to visit with you. Uh, anything else that you want to leave these folks with before we bounce today?
0: No, absolute pleasure talking to you. I certainly appreciate it. Appreciate everybody's uh, effort out there. And and like you mentioned, just keep swimming.
1: Fantastic. All right. For those of you who like listening to Knucklehead, Chad just told you exactly how to get in touch with him, but you can get in touch with us across the social media channels. Go to our website, go to uh, knucklehead.agency, or you can find us on LinkedIn. My challenge is go do what Chad talked about. If you're up in the Pennsylvania area, go out there to his distillery check it out, converse with them, talk with them a little bit. And whether or not you want to go out there and build a business similar to his, there's value in that process that he talked about, about being able to drill down and using that adversity to bring some clarity and some focus and attention to the things that matter and being able to actually increase the value of those things that you put your attention to. So anyway, I appreciate Chad and the time that he took today. For everybody else, new episodes coming at you every Tuesday. We're going to keep that consistency up this year in 2021. And we're excited about continuing to grow. So appreciate y'all. Have a good rest of the day, guys.